0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish Fast Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to make our picks for Week 15 in the NFL. And uh, I've had a little bit of a break here, Dylan, but uh, me not having a voice has not helped that matter. Uh, Hopefully I can get through this one without coughing uh, every other pick, but uh, we will do our best on that. But uh, a lot of interesting matchups heading into Week 15. Uh, with obviously a lot of playoff implications uh, as we now get to this point in the season. Yeah, this is
1: one of my favorite times of the whole season when you get down to the final few weeks. Uh, Still, maybe not as many teams in the race as I kind of thought there would be earlier in the year or even compared to last year. The AFC has had a kind of a divide. There are three teams tied for that last playoff spot right now. NFC really has a bigger divide. The Lions kind of trying to creep up there to make it interesting, right? Uh, it's been fun watching them the last few weeks. The fact they were favored, I know we would have enjoyed that on the if we'd done a episode last week. The fact the Lions were favored over the Vikings, and sure enough, they they won that game. Um, it's getting yeah, it's getting down to it. But I do think, despite there being you know these teams in the playoff races, at least in my mind, there's we're starting to f- finally have an idea of on both conferences who are the teams that really have a chance to make the Super Bowl I don't know if we're gonna have you know a a team that's uh, I think the Bengals were the four seed in the AFC last year and the Rams were in the NFC I don't know if we're gonna see teams that deep uh making uh runs unless it's a team like Dallas maybe um but yeah it should be fun some like you said good matchups all the bye weeks are finally over on the fantasy playoffs too it's all good stuff right now Uh, it should be a fun weekend
0: well there's an interesting and I know we always kind of talk about some random stuff but you know when you look at the playoff race there's obviously a lot of you know, we, we look at the quarterbacks on these teams, and um, you know, there's a lot of guys that have not really been in the league that long that kind of have their teams in position um, to to have a lot of success. Of course, Burrow um, leading the the Bengals to the, the Super Bowl last year, but Bill Barnwell did an interesting um, thing. I guess it was what about a week ago? Yeah, um, for ESPN Plus. He did a re ranking and, and we'll get into our picks in a second, but this is kind of a an interesting discussion that, that people have had. Uh he basically re ranked the the top quarterbacks in the twenty twenty draft, which again is honestly Dylan, it feels like it was five years ago, but it's it's <laughs> only been a couple years. Um but so it is kind of you know fascinating to look at from that standpoint. But, but the, I think the the main focus was looking at, you know, the four guys in particular with Joe Burrow, uh Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Tua Tagovailoa. And really, just kind of looking at that group and saying, if we had to do this over now, like, where would you go? Like, what would yep. be the first choice? It's honestly, when I first looked at this and, and I've seen people discuss it, I don't really know what I expected. The, <sighs> I guess, like, the, the, overwhelming answer to be like for the number one choice but like i think it's a very interesting order because i could go back and forth on several of these and like i'll talk about it in a second But like there's one guy i would actually i think i would put forth that i would have never expected i'd put forth yeah. <laughs> but again i think it's what you value right and, and kind of understanding the value that each brings only a couple years into their nfl careers but it is a it is a fascinating discussion to try to figure out what order to put those four in
1: It's just a really tough one because they've all been so good, especially this year, obviously, with Jalen Hurts ascending to taking his game to a different level with Mike McDaniel until maybe the last few weeks. We have the benefit of watching that Dolphins-Charger game, whereas Bill Barnwell, when he wrote this, (laughs) did not, uh, wrote this beforehand. And uh, some of his rankings, yeah, like you said, I, you know, when I thought about it, too, and I was was reading through it the other um, last, I think, Sunday before the Sunday night game. I just really didn't know where which direction I was going to go outside of who I I ultimately did agree with his number one pick, but maybe a lot of people like you know, for example, if we went to you know at the same time, maybe in twenty twenty, let's say it was late in the twenty twenty season, we were to look at the twenty eighteen quarterbacks. I think at that point, you would have seen the way that Josh Allen has had ascended, and he kind of would have been clearly the number one guy we would have gone with, and then Lamar Jackson probably sitting at number two in some area around there. Uh, the, the Browns were a uh, playoff team that year, so Baker probably still would have been in the equation. But it would there was a, a better separation, I think, if you did the same three-year exercise for this 2018 QBs. I think it, three years is a good time period. It gives the guys enough time to get used to the NFL, use of their systems. Uh, clearly with Tua and, and Jalen Hurts, we wouldn't have had the same opinions of them after last year as we do now. But I do think that's just a way tougher conversation overall. I... I personally still think Burrow would be my top guy. Um, just given, you know, out of all four of these guys, we'll see what happens if the Dolphins can still make the playoffs. I know their schedule is not exactly easy. We're going to see what Jalen Hurts uh, does and not he might win the MVP. Um, but just given what Burrow did last year, what he's been able to fight through this year, I know he has a lot of weapons, but still with – he's he's kind of gotten worked on, you know, not taking as many sacks. And just uh, so accurate, just a guy that you feel like you're going to trust. I think I'd take him still first. Uh, maybe that's like a safe pick. I don't know, uh, but kind of everyone's got, like you said, is going to have different opinions. After that, I'm curious to see what you say. I, I, so so Bill Barnwell, to, uh, in, at at the end, sums it up. He went with Burrow as well as his first pick. Then he goes Jalen Hurts, Tua, uh, and then uh, Herbert as his final pick. I, I don't think I'm going to go with that exact order, but I, it, it is really hard to be like, you're the fourth guy here, right? Because like, all of them bring so much. And the whole exercise is to look at, obviously, Jalen Hurts fits better with the Eagles than... Some other quarterbacks would run other teams. Maybe two on the Chargers would have – it would be a much different system, obviously, than what Mike McDaniels brought. So this is trying to, like, separate all that, right? Like, if you had a team that's on on level playing ground, they're average in every part of it. That's kind of the, you know, the sample that uh, Barnwell is trying to look at. And it gets tough because as much as I – you know, like I said, Jalen Hurts might win the MVP, you know, I – you think about him without that offensive line without some of the weapons they have and what Sirianni has been able to do the last couple of years with him is he quite as high I don't know if I'd have him in the second spot but I have a hard time putting him into the fourth spot at least
0: yeah I I think I'm with you I think Burrow is number one that that I didn't have a lot of trouble with but like my problem is I think I have a hard time putting Justin Herbert at four Yeah. and so then it's like well what do I do like how do I <laughs> then it's like do I... I don't think I could put Jalen Hurts there right so it's I almost feel like I would slide Tua into four, but I, I don't know if that's being unfair either, because I think the thing is with Tua, like, and look, we're coming off a game where we're having this discussion, and it's like, okay, well, you yeah. can certainly make a snap judgment one way or the other based on that one game, but it's much bigger than that, and I mean look, I let's call it what it is, right? Like Tyreek Hill makes Tua's job a lot easier. Um and, and that's not you know, we didn't knock Patrick Mahomes so he's a, you know, he was just a product of Tyreek Hill and I'm I'm not saying that Tua is yeah. either. But I think Tyreek Hill is just to the point where like he can I think he can certainly clean up some things that, you know, um I don't know, like I and I'm not like I don't want that just to be the discussion, but I do think it's one where I don't know. Like again, I, I don't. I, I feel like I can't put Burrow anywhere other than one. I think he's yeah. the clear one for me. But I don't feel like I feel like Justin Herbert is one where I know there have been people that kind of knock, you know, him. And and he's you know certainly had these. What I mean, he probably without looking at it, Dylan. I assume of this group, he's probably the leader in interceptions, right? Um, he's yeah, probably thrown up, more yeah. this season, I would guess, than. He's he thrown more passes any. than any of these guys but well, I was going to say I was going to say he's thrown a lot more <laughs> yeah. passes too and I think that's something that you know his numbers aren't going to be maybe as efficient but he throws a ton and I mean I'm looking at this here there's only been one game where he's thrown less than 34 passes this season. Yeah. Um you know and I'm looking like at Tua I mean there's only been two games two has, or three games Tua's thrown more than 35 passes. Um You know, so, like, those are interesting things that I think you have to factor in, too. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, this is a – I think, for me, like, that's – Burrow's the number one. I mean, I guess you kind of have to put Jalen Hurts at number two um, because I think you you have to weigh this season, right? Like, you can't just say – you have to weigh it. But then I think the biggest debate for me is – and, look, like I said, I don't think you can just make this this – Answer off this one game, like you can't just say, "Oh, it's got to be this or that," because of this guy beat this guy. I don't think that's how you can do it. But, but it it is more interesting than I thought in terms of Burrow and Hurts probably being one and two, and not really knowing what to do with the the three four of Herbert and Tua.
1: Yeah, I think you know like we like I was saying, this conversation is different if we didn't have. I wouldn't just say the Charger game, but also the forty nine er game for the Dolphins, and even the second half after Toronto Amstead got hurt against Houston, they scored thirty in that first half. Once he's out. They don't put up another point. They end up taking two, of pulling him early. They had a big lead, but he also was kind of na- had a nagging injury there. Um, I just think with Herbert, the, the, like, and uh, you know, some of the issues with the play calling that people have had are definitely contribute. The fact that until this last game um, against the Dolphins, he'd only had thirty snaps with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both in the game all year. So he's, I mean, and also Rashawn Slater, obviously, their star tackle has been out uh, that had such a promising start to his career for the Chargers. So it's not like he hasn't had. Issues with you know some of the weapons and some of the guys he's had as well. When he I I just think he has more answers to what defenses can ultimately sign uh, you know, challenge him with. I don't know if the you know, with I know Lombardi's again, their offense coordinator's gone through a lot of criticism this year for some of the play calling for the Chargers, but with all the injuries they've had in the offensive line, it's just been kinda tough. it is the consistency you want to see from Herbert week to week. We see the games where they he struggles against worse defenses, throw some picks that don't make sense, right? But when he needs to, he can make that deep throw like 50 yards down the hash. Whereas, you know, when, and this game against the Chargers in particular, when they started taking away the middle of the field for Tua, he can't, he wasn't making the outside throws. They're not even trying to in a lot of cases. And it completely hampered their offense. They only had, you know, one big, obviously the one big touchdown throw to Tyree kill. If they don't have that fumble recovery, crazy touchdown, then that's, they get, they get cleaned up by a Charger defense that has not been great all year. So, um, it's, it is tough. I I think two is still really good, and I think his accuracy has obviously been fantastic in what they've been able to do in Miami. They don't have you know the greatest offensive line. They have to throw the ball quick a lot of times too. Um, I still think just Herbert's physical tools for me when I think about what he could do over the course of his career. I still almost put him up in the two, but like you said, I think because of what Jalen Hurts has done this year, I think my ultimate order would probably be Burrow, Hurts, slightly over Herbert, and then slightly over... To uh, yeah. uh, that'd be my four, but it's not—it's not an easy conversation. Which is a good; it just shows that you know all four of these fan bases and. All four quarterbacks should feel pretty good about where they are. Um, I know there's some frustration for Charger fans thinking that, and uh, you know, we obviously having them, one of us having them going all the way, at least uh, pretty far. Um, that that was season. you, right?
0: <laughs> that was you. That wasn't me, Expectations.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. The expectations oh. were high for them, and they're still, you know, the schedule does line up well for them. This is the exact time when, as you know, the Chargers find a way to, to kind of screw things up, but, um yeah we'll see how how Herbert closes out the season but I still think I'd put him at 3 just because what I believe he can do and you know mentally he's all there uh you know they all these guys are but I think he has just maybe a few more physical tools that I think in the NFL allow you to make plays that when things break down that some of the other guys in the league overall just can't do.
0: By the way, I was talking about Herbert having more interceptions. You know what happens? I completely blocked out the fact that Joe Burrow threw four interceptions in the opening <laughs> week against That's the Steelers, right. and I forgot about that game. I was like, he hasn't thrown a ton since then, I don't think, and he hasn't. He's only thrown five since that point, but but uh, there are thoughts on uh, the the quarterbacks uh, that uh, we will also be talking about here as we go through our Week 15 picks, and just uh, for reference, I know I have my, my Titans sweatshirt on here, Dylan, but... As we all know, I'm a gear guy. I've got sweatshirts, shirts for half the teams in the NFL probably at this point, and the Titans just happen to be in the rotation. Uh, So Chargers fans, um, I just made the case for Justin Herbert. I'm not, um, you know, leaning. I'm not not giving you anything with my pick here uh, because, as you'll see, I'm not picking the Titans. Spoiler alert. Um, All right, let's go to our Week 15 picks. Uh, We start with our games of the week, as always, and uh, we'll get into our betting locks, upsets, and quick picks from there. Games of the week. Uh, we just talked about uh, – we're going to talk about two of these quarterbacks, actually. Uh, the Dolphins are at the Bills, uh, one of our games here of the week. Seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, are the Bills in Buffalo. And, um, yeah, Dylan, I didn't have a didn't have much of a problem making my pick here. I, I think uh, the, the Bills are the choice, and I think it's just probably coming off of what we've seen from the Dolphins against the Chargers and just feeling like, I don't know, this is a, another kind of tough game game away from Miami and just uh, I think with where the Bills are right now, I still feel like the Bills are in a pretty good spot. Uh and, and I just I have questions a little bit about kind of where the Dolphins are at. And look the Dolphins a little banged up too, right? So yeah. um I mean what like Jeff Wilson, I don't know what his status is, you know I mean Waddle, too these are all guys that have had injuries um, you know, this season and such. So uh so still some questions there and of course Tyree Kill too, right? Like he was um Hobbling a little bit, what was that? I mean, recently, so uh, a lot of questions. I think just about you know where the Dolphins are at, but I think the Bills are the better choice.
1: Yeah, I had to pick Buffalo here. I know that the game earlier the season Miami found a way to win. It was and it's a reason why it's here is a game of the week, one of the best games of the whole season. Um, That the the finish there very dramatic at the end uh, between those two teams, but very different conditions. Right, we're due for likely uh, there's snow in the forecast for Saturday night. It's going to be in the high twenties who knows what the wind's going to be like in buffalo it's usually pretty crazy compared to that game where miami both miami and buffalo players were cramping up from the heat it's just going to be completely a different setup i do think yeah the things you know with armstead still out and, and just already that itself and how it's affected miami uh, outside of the and before the the charger game they're the the bills were the only other team that was really pressing with success against the receivers of miami Instead of letting these guys get free releases, it still was help over the top and everything. But and the pass rush actually looked pretty solid last week, despite Von Miller being out for Buffalo. Some of these other guys, Gregory Russo and some of the other members of that uh, of that defensive line really kind of stepped up. So I think that the Bills are just, yeah, they're just a better team at this point. I think they do match up pretty well. Miami, you know, could have given up more points to the Chargers. We know what the Chargers have struggled in the red zone. Over the course of the year. Uh, not that Josh Allen and, and his receivers haven't had their fair share of some moments in the last few weeks where things just look a little bit off from what we're used to, uh, but they're still the Bills. They still have just overwhelming amount of talent. And I just, I do worry for what Miami wants to do in the passing game if this is not matchup that's going to be a little bit tough with the conditions we'll see uh, if miami comes out when this one that'll be a big statement and huge for their playoff chances because as we mentioned yeah those three teams are one game back and them all tied for that last spot schedule not easy for miami so this is a huge game for both teams but i think buffalo uh, finds a way to win and uh maybe it's not as quite as good of a game as the one that they uh, played earlier and then i think it was week two um i still think this will be a, a tighter one um uh, than we might uh, the seven and a half point spread might indicate. I think we might have a game that's more in that four to five point range.
0: All right, our other game of the week: the Bengals are at the Bucks. Uh, the Bengals three and a half point favorites in this one in Tampa. Um, <laughs> we just talked about Barrow, like our easy number one choice. But I, I'm gonna. I feel like I. I don't know how many times I picked the Bucks this year, and they've lost <laughs> a lot of these games, Dylan. But I, you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it again here because for one reason, I'm gonna tell you this. For one reason is, I, I think you know i was looking for a couple of upsets somewhere and as you're going to see here in a second i actually picked another upset i don't think i ever picked i ever thought i would pick but we just know how the NFL works right there's going to be a couple of upsets somewhere and i was like all right let me just find a couple that may pan out i mean this is one where you got a bucks team that's still playing for the division uh in quite a division as we know uh, yeah. and i think they they certainly have a lot to play for here Bengals. You know, obviously injuries have been a factor there too, but I mean, with Burrow and Jamar Chase, you just expect them to figure it out. Um, but I'm going to pick the Bucks here. But look, my confidence in the Bucks after getting blown out and you know against the Niners is is not very high. But th- to me, this seems like one where maybe the Bucks are able to kind of will themselves for to a win here, knowing that again, there's a lot to play for. They they don't have the division locked up like we probably would have thought they would. No, at this point, that <laughs> um, they they still got a ton. Uh, to play for here so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a chance and pick this as one of my upsets of the week yeah
1: only a game up on atlanta and carolina carolina has that win uh, in their back pocket too against tampa so it's a huge game for them i don't you know ultimately whoever wins this division is probably going to play dallas um tampa probably the toughest team uh that you could uh, pick out between those three for that matchup uh but i just Yeah, I know they have won a couple games here and there to to kind of keep the the, themselves afloat atop the division, but they just it's still some of the same issues. I you know a lot of teams are going to get bounced around by the by the Forty Niners right now with the way those guys are cooking, but. I don't know. It just feels like so many things are still disjointed. It's not the, you know, even close to the team from last year that still looked like it had a, a solid chance to defend its title. I think the defense is still pretty good um, overall on offense. There are big issues, obviously, running the ball. And that's the thing with Cincinnati's defense. I just think, and I, this is one of the points I want, you know, we wanted to talk about. And we've kind of mentioned this previously in the podcast. Cincinnati just looks like a more complete team than even last year. They're DVOA wise, yes, but also just watching them, you're like they have just more answers for everything other teams are doing. The defense, DJ Reader's been an absolute monster for Cincinnati. I think they're better than the team that made the Super Bowl last year for sure, and that's not saying they're going to make it this year. It's really they had to have a lot of things break their way against the chiefs and against the titans and even the bills losing i don't know if that matchup last year with the, if they had, had to go to buffalo instead of kansas city if things play out differently um but i think their offense has taken it to another level they're running the ball much better than last year the offensive line has picked it up over the course of the year they've had injuries here and there with you know they get jamar chase back but then t uh, will go out and and, and uh, tyler boyd was out for uh, this past game for most of it but then you have guys like uh, Trent Taylor and Trent Irwin stepping up and making plays and making blocks, and just it's all worked well for them. I just think they're a better team at this point. So, going to pick them to win this game. I think it should be a really fun one still. I think uh, Tampa will still make it hold it a little bit closer, but I think ultimately the Bengals win this game by at least four some odd points. Um, I just think they've. Uh, they're like at the top when we're talking about that separation of super bowl <coughs> contenders in the afc and nfc i i put the bill or you know the bills and chiefs are probably the first two you think of in the afc but i think the bengals have established themselves with those two teams um as a legit super bowl contender they just they're hoping for a little uh help with some of the teams playing the ravens the ravens keep holding on to that lead there atop the division without lamar but um i think cincinnati uh yeah, they're they've just been so fun to watch and, and should be an interesting one against this Bucks defense. I th- I think again they're just gonna I think they're gonna keep finding those answers to the to the questions that are posed to them by the opposing uh, team.
0: Yeah, Bucks. Not a not a lot of confidence in them right now. But uh, I guess I'll go back to the well here and um, try to see if they can find one given uh, what's at stake. But we'll see if that happens. On to our betting locks. Uh, well, this is unusual. Usually we have different ones we try to find, but this week I was like, nope, Dylan. Here's the deal. I cannot find any other than the one you picked. I was like, let's both just go with that because I don't love any of the other options that are out there for our betting locks. So we both decided to go to Seattle, where the Niners are on the road as three-point favorites in Seattle against the Seahawks. Um, You know, certainly I think, you know, quarterback situation, I don't know what was Brock Purdy's status uh, as of right now. Dylan, I know it's – Supposed to be like he's gonna
1: tomor- I think tomorrow's when they'll know one way or the other is the last I'd I'd seen yesterday.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna I think we're gonna assume he's gonna play. Um and you know, he obviously looked really good against the Bucks and um so that gives you a little more confidence, I guess, in the Niners, not just in this game, but maybe moving forward. Um, you know, because look, this is still a team that I think is built to win a Super Bowl, right? It's just it's trying to figure out um you know can again it's if we got we got a one game sample size right on on Brock Purdy in terms yeah. of playing at that type of level um so it's you know I think again this is a bigger question that maybe goes just beyond this game because we're both picking the Niners as our betting locks to to win this game by a field goal uh on the road but it's do they still have enough and of course Debo's injury factors in and those kind of things but defense is there um you know, a lot of pieces on on this roster. And I think now it's just do you reset your expectations or is this a team that that really looks like they could possibly make a Super Bowl run?
1: Yeah, I think Purdy playing, it's crazy like to say this, given it's only been a one-game sample size. It feels like it's fairly important. I know a lot of quarterbacks have been propped up by the Kyle Shanahan offense. If you look at yards per attempt over, you know, however many last years, like guys like Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are on lists, like with – players you would expect <laughs> that are like you know legitimate yeah. starters year in and year out so how much is this It's the system i know when i guess at least against tampa bay it, i mean brock made some good throws was also throwing outside the numbers a bit more than maybe we see at times even jimmy was um uh, and jimmy was playing really well before his injury this year i think better than arguably than last year uh, it helps having uh, christian mccaffrey helps having these weapons other things to keep in mind obviously Debo's injury luckily didn't break his ankle it looks like he uh i think kyle shanahan said he's probably out three weeks so that puts him back for the yeah. playoffs they win this game to clinch the division so i think that yeah they're not going to get the one seed over the eagles at this point but uh can they still make a super Bowl run with purdy over jimmy g i i don't you know we until we see that they look considerably worse i have a hard time saying they don't have a shot because of a few factors the nfc it just doesn't it's not that deep of a conference i think the vikings as we've talked about well I th- we think they're maybe better than the dvoa numbers put them at. they're probably still not on quite on the level of philadelphia san francisco and I'd, I'd still throw dallas in there even after they barely escaped against houston last week but i think the niners are arguably the second best team in this conference um and that gives them a puncher's chance that you know maybe we, we put here winning the super bowl just making the super bowl at least i could see it being a possibility also because another number two the defense is ridiculous they've just really come on in a way that i had concerns about the secondary as we did at points last season and that did cost them at times um and uh, eventually in that rams game and a lot of teams you know were last year with their rams offense wasn't going to be easy to defend them but they've just come on to a ridiculous level they stayed healthier they have a lot of the key guys in there so between those two factors and just with purdy it's really early but there's something to be said about him playing almost all four years, I believe, at Iowa State, and you know the guy. We've seen this with other guys that come into the league that play with a at a university. It's in a big conference, but it's not like a big school, and they have to go against really tough competition without the same weapons that you might have at Alabama. Obviously, we now have a lot of really good Alabama yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL, but you know there was a time when there was guys from bigger uh, schools that had like dominant people around them to get to the NFL, and it's just not the same. Kind of thing. so maybe maybe there's something more to Brock Purdy than we've uh, kind of missed out on when he went to the the last pick in the draft. I don't know, but either way, at least with the, you know, we don't have to evaluate him with any other team and except for this one with the weapons they have in Kyle Shanahan. So, uh if they if they do it i think the defense is going to pull a lot of the weight it's going to be a lot of other players around purdy being the reason they do it it's just a testament i think to how good this organization has become unfortunately for me as a Rams fan um (laughs) and the, the depth that they've kind of built up and i think yeah they're in a great spot and it's it's crazy that you know they've lost their two you know going back to trey lance early in the year and now jimmy g it's crazy they're to a third quarterback and we're still talking about them as a contender to make the super bowl i don't there's very few teams even some of the best teams in the league, I don't think we'd be saying the same thing about.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. So we'll see how it plays out uh, here with the Niners. A lot of momentum. See if they can keep that going in a tough uh, divisional matchup on the road here late in the season. All right, to our upsets of the week. As I said, I've already got one upset I picked uh, with the Bucks over the Bengals, but surprisingly not my biggest upset from a point spread standpoint because um, – I didn't expect to do this, Dylan. I'm going to I'm gonna need you to tell me why I can be right here because the Dallas Cowboys are four-point favorites on the road in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Now, again, maybe the sweatshirt I'm wearing here is uh, maybe if I was wearing like my Ram sweatshirt or Chargers or somebody else, um, it may have been a little bit different. But maybe the fact that I saw what the Jags did against the Titans uh, gives you a little bit of confidence here. And you saw the Cowboys struggle a little bit with the Texans. Um, maybe the Cowboys just, you know, Dylan, have a thing against these AFC South teams. Uh, But although the Colts would beg to differ about that since uh, the Cowboys uh, struggled with them for a little bit before just completely obliterating the Colts. But um, this one's on the road, a Jacksonville team that has nothing to lose at this point. Um, I know you kind of the words you said, they're they're very inconsistent. You don't really know what you're going to get from Jacksonville. But I don't know, was the Cowboys thing against the Texans? Was that just, uh, you know, kind of one of those things that happens or – does it you know, do you kind of see them going on the road here? I, I'm gonna take a chance with the Jags because again, I think there's gonna be a couple of upsets somewhere in the league. I just don't you know, I think this is one of those that maybe you could see, but obviously i I still feel pretty confident what the Cowboys can do, but, hey, we gotta pick an upset somewhere, and I'm gonna go with this as another one for me.
1: I could see it just I mean, I so I picked the Cowboys uh, obviously, yeah. but I, the games in Jacksonville, I think that as much as uh, teams have like Houston just played fine. In Dallas, I wouldn't say that um, the Cowboys' home field advantage is like overwhelming compared to some of the league, but I think there is something to be said about playing in Jacksonville. Just weird things tend to happen in games there for both teams, not always just for the opponent. Yeah. Um, I think you know the reason they have a puncher's chance is because of what Trevor Lawrence has started to become. I, I think no matter what happens with the season, I think they're what five and eight still uh they have a shot i guess at the division if they were to win out they'd have the tiebreaker at that point because they would have if they beat tennessee again and tennessee just loses one other game it could happen i'm not saying it's going to but they still have a puncher's chance but at five and eight i'm if i'm a, a fan of this team i'm more uh just thrilled about how good the passing game has uh, has started to develop into. It's uh, eighth in pass offense DVOA now with almost a full sample size of the whole season. I mean, I would have, if you're a Jaguars fan, if you told me they've started looking this good, you know, and again, the consistency isn't always there, but I think they are figuring some things out. I think Trevor is starting to cut out some of the mistakes that he uh, at times was making. I, I, yeah, I'm just excited about the direction of this team. The defense at times looks great. Um, other times looks awful. They're just young, I think. They have a lot of guys that are still figuring themselves out. They're really good rush defense. So I think matchup-wise, or at least I shouldn't say really good, but at least league average, whereas they're, they're against the pass, they've still struggled, and I think they'll address that this offseason. But against Dallas's offense, that's a, a okay recipe because this is a team that really relies on the running game still, even with some of the acrobatic catches that CD makes. Um, you saw it at times with some of the plays that Dak made. I mean, they should have. Honestly, offensively, they should have lost that game to Houston. They played terribly, and if it wasn't for a fourth down you know, goal line stand there at the end, they do lose by their defense. I think their defense is the reason I'm still picking them in this game. I still think it's going to be probably one of the biggest challenges that Lawrence has had all year, um, arguably facing uh, this unit um, with uh, with the number one pass defense DVOA in the league. So I'll pick Dallas to win, but I – I, you know, for an upset pick, this is a good one for given how you know I'm sure that a lot of the money is on Dallas. ESPN Football Power Index. I was trying to check to help you out figuring if there's anything pointing towards a Jaguar win. It's still 72% Cowboys, yeah. um, but I, I could see it. it. It definitely could happen if Trevor. Uh, maybe this is the game we look back in the off season. We're talking about the state of all these teams and the quarterback situation. Maybe this is the game we point to and say this is the day that Trevor Lawrence became the Trevor Lawrence we all uh, expected him to be in the NFL.
0: Well, we'll see. I feel like there's always a game the Cowboys lose at some point where it's like everyone just total just <laughs> meltdown mode. And I feel like this could be the one. Uh, obviously it would have happened yeah. last week if they would lost the Texans. But um, like maybe this is one they lose and it's just total meltdown uh, in that regard. But we'll see. I think yours is a better choice here for the upset of the week. The Ravens are at the Browns. Browns three-point favorites uh, at home in Cleveland. Of course, the Ravens are going to be without Lamar still. And, um, you know, Browns have been, I guess, okay under Deshaun Watson thus far. But it's still, you know, they've not certainly not had the season they, they've wanted to have here. Um, and so I I, I picked the Browns. I mean, I think that I would probably still take them. Um, again, it's Lamar impact i think for me is probably yeah. makes it tougher but at the same time i feel like this is more of like a toss-up than it is a brown's three-point favorite but if you know if they're the home team not surprised they're getting a field goal here but um a pretty even game in my opinion so i think yours is probably a little bit closer to, to having an upset choice here
1: and the fact that huntley might not even uh, i think he's going to play uh, That's true. The reports i'm looking yeah. at say he's back at practice but I, he's already been hampered by injuries which takes away a lot of what he adds to the offense i Overall, I've been impressed with him just as a backup and how he's fit into that system. Um, Yeah, I picked the Ravens just because I still think they're a better team. I think their defense has really come on. The Roquan Smith trade, I think, for them, has been huge in terms of his impact on that whole unit. Um, They they really had a hole in the middle. We've talked before the season about Patrick Queen not exactly living up to uh, what we thought he might be. He's been better, I think, since they got Roquan. I think, together, they've just been, the defense has started to come along. The secondaries look better. Um, They're just in a place that, you know, last year, even with, uh, they obviously had a ton of injuries, but they kind of had slipped. And even going into the start of this year, I wasn't so sure about um, what they were going to be. They're still not a dominant defense, probably, but they're ranking in top 10, really balanced against the passing, against the run. Um, The offense uh, still runs the ball really well overall, still have a good offensive line. so. Uh, maybe it's, again, not as dominant as years past, but I think it's good enough probably to get a win here. The thing about Cleveland, they are, as we've talked about, their offense with Jacoby Brissett actually looked pretty good. I, they looked worse so far with Deshaun Watson. Um, are, are, are still long, you know, understandably he didn't play football even for a long period of time. Um, it's not easy just to ramp things up um, and fit into a new system. So I, you know, I understand some of that. But at the end of the day, this is more also this pick probably about Cleveland. Uh, their defense against the run is one of the worst in the league, and the Ravens are a really good rush offense. So I just think, yeah, I was surprised by the three-point spread. I don't know. It's less about the quarterback position for the Ravens. I know that if Lamar obviously was in there, it changes things dramatically. But um, you know, if it's Tyler Huntley or someone else, I still think the Ravens' defense is really good, and I think they're going to be, even if the Browns try to load the box, they might have some trouble defending the run in this one. So yeah, I'll pick Baltimore to keep it going and keep the Bengals fended off from uh, that division lead. I know the, it's going to be probably Nick and neck, and whoever loses that one's not going to want to have to play a road playoff game in that division, but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, another big divisional matchup here um, with again, playoff implications on the line. All right. To our quick picks we go. We will stroll through these quickly as always. All right, Dylan, the uh, Colts are at the Vikings. Vikings four point favorites. At home in Minneapolis, uh, give me the Vikings over the uh, very inconsistent Colts.
1: Yeah, I'm picking the Vikings as well. I Even if I have you know mentioned some doubts about Minnesota, the defense in particular has been pretty interesting. Um, and the Colts have played some teams close, so maybe they do keep it close. But, yeah, I think the Vikings are the pick here for me.
0: The Eagles, nine-point favorites uh, on the road in Chicago against the Bears, uh, which I think, Dylan, will – um get back of course Justin Fields Fields, and having a nice little you know I think that's a big part of this in terms of just having him I guess as close to healthy as you can be as a quarterback at this point in the season um but I think still you're not going to pick the against the Eagles here I could see look the Eagles defense been really good but I could see Justin Fields doing some things to make this interesting but you just you're not picking against the Eagles right
1: no, the Bears' defense is bad. Um, it's, it, since they've traded yeah. guys like Roquan and, and Robert Quinn, it's. It, it, I'm just, i just. I look at this at, from, as a, from the perspective of a. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, fantasy owner, and I'm feeling pretty good about this matchup going into uh, that playoff game uh, this week. I those guys, I think they're gonna have a have a field day um, in this one. But the, the Eagles have had some closer games. You know, think about that Colts game. Um, some ones where they just haven't played to the potential and what they've shown for most of the season. So maybe the Bears score some points. Um, Again, for if, as we've talked about on this podcast over and over again, for from Chicago's point of view, you're just happy that Fields looks really good. Uh, probably yeah. just want him to stay relatively healthy going into the offseason. That's your bigger concern. I think they'll still be fighting offensively in this one, but I think the Eagles are just too much. So, yeah, the Phillies the pick.
0: Falcons at the Saints. The Saints are four-point favorites uh, in this one. Of course, a new era for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter yeah. uh, going to be a quarterback, but uh, I don't think that's a great place to start playing on the road in New Orleans. A rowdy environment uh, against the Saints. Saints have not been, you know, world beaters by any means. But uh, I think, you know, first quarterback with first start on the other side, missing, you know, a key guy like Kyle Pitts in the offense. And probably still going to run the ball, Dylan. Let's just call it what it is. Falcons want to run it. But uh, I, I think the Saints are the pick here.
1: Yeah, well, well, I don't know. These games have been weird. Uh, even when one of these teams is good, this rivalry, as you know, it always kind of ends up still even and out, kind of by the end of it. I picked the Saints as well. I didn't have a great feeling of either team. I just think ultimately uh, another defense that's been really bad is Atlanta's. Um, they've kept some games closer. We've you know early in the season we were impressed with them, and they still just like. Carolina, they only game back of Tampa, but um, I think this is one where they come back to earth in New Orleans. While being inconsistent, I still think at home, like you said, they'll have an impact here, and may- that maybe the Superdome will have a, a good atmosphere, um, given it's one of their biggest rivals, even with a, a kind of a lost season there for New Orleans.
0: All right, here's another one. You and I are going different directions in this. Might be interesting for our yearly picks contest. I don't know who's leading right now, but um, you are slightly, I believe, like slight two games, favorite, maybe, but. Like <laughs> I shouldn't well, then I shouldn't have went overboard on my my upset picks perhaps, <laughs> but this one is is a toss up. As the Lions uh head to East Rutherford to play the Jets uh at MetLife Stadium there, this one is a toss up. Um yeah, so take your pick. 50-50 uh, on this one and it looks like you and I are going to be 50-50 on this one. I'm going to take the Jets uh under, you know, I, I think we assume Mike White's going to be ready yeah. to play in this one. So I think that's a a big part of it. And um, the defense for the Jets, I think, has just been obviously really, really good. Lions offense, though, has been really good, too. And um, I think this is actually one of the more fascinating games of the week. Um, I really like what the Lions are doing. They got a lot of confidence right now. But something about the Jets, I just I think the Jets find a way to grind out a win here. Yeah,
1: I man, I have a tough had a tough feeling on this one. Like, I mean, there's a reason (laughs) it's an even spread like they're just so such different teams both teams that are uh the jets maybe a little uh a little early in terms of hitting their window right now out of the playoffs and that tiebreaker but still have a chance to get in there winning this game will go a long way um you know we'll see when they're fully healthy i really still like their offensive line and I I, I, just something about detroit on defense even they've started to pick it up a bit um obviously not even close to what the jets now have it's crazy given that they're like bottom three dvoi defense now they're sixth um, and we have seen the Lions struggle with some good defenses this year. So maybe I'm being a little naive with this pick, uh, <laughs> picking the Lions to win on the road. Um, but I, I think they've just discovered some things. I think God, the offensive line for Detroit, and that was another topic where some metrics are saying they're not that great. I mean, if you watch them and just look at the pockets that Jared's thrown out of, they've had a pretty, pretty good situation. They're healthier than they've been uh, for a, a lot of the season on offense overall with some of the skill positions. So maybe it's just not enough from this Jets offense to get the win. I'll probably look stupid when the Lions score like, you know, seven or nine <laughs> points or whatever, and the Jets uh, find a way to tough this one out. Maybe we maybe this is a good over game if, it, if you get the win here. Yeah. In terms of our overall picks, though, I think uh, – I'm not sure after this last week, but uh, before the Week 14 games, you were you had a better record than every one of the top ESPN um, – Oh, wow. Like a, How about like that? Their, their, like, article they put out with all their, like, experts and stuff. Uh, uh-huh. You were one game up on the top person. I was one game back on that person. So well, I think we're we're neck and neck. Even if even if it hasn't yeah. felt like it's been the most successful picking season for us, uh, it just shows how tough it's been for everyone.
0: Well, <laughs> then I, if I, if that's the case, I'd like to change my pick. I want to pick the Bengals <laughs> and the Cowboys uh, because I was just kind of going out on a limb here. So now I feel like I got to go back and change my picks. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick with them, uh, and I'm going to stick with the Jets here against the Lions. All right, this next one, uh, take your pick: the Steelers at the Panthers panthers two and a half point favorites here i'm going with the panthers man it's only the second time all year i think i picked the panthers to win a game but i like their defense um yeah i think it's been kind of one of those you know it's a loss it's great you know what we say this like dylan it's like we say it's a lost season they're still in the race for the division like they can win the division here so um they got something to play for give me the panthers uh because the steelers are gonna i think you know have trubisky out there and I just don't have any love for this offense, so that's, that's not surprising. But g- give me the Panthers at home here.
1: Carolina has been opportunistic in the secondary. They Trubisky threw three picks. It, it seemed like when you're watching on red zone in rapid-fire fashion – on Sunday um, I'm picking the Panthers as well I, I you know I picked I think I picked Pittsburgh in some other recent games I think they have shown some fight but they still are an offense that has a lot of weaknesses a lot of steps to go and I think yeah they're in a game like this Pittsburgh's defense is pretty solid too but I think Carolina's has come along like you said better uh, than we anticipated so I'll pick them to win this game they're a slight on ESPN's football power index they're a slight favorite um, on that pick and you know two and a half here at home uh, yeah, I'll go with Carolina as well
0: All right, uh, on to the next one. The Chiefs at the Texans. Chiefs, two touchdown favorites here. 14 points on the road in Houston. Not expecting perhaps a Texans repeat of uh, kind of challenging the Cowboys for a little bit there. But, yeah, I don't think there's much of a mystery here. I'll take the Chiefs.
1: Taking the Chiefs as well. Arguably the Super Bowl favorite. I'm not sure if that's actually the case. Maybe the Philadelphia is just given the the path they have. But, um, yeah. The Texans, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too far into what they did against Dallas. Maybe it does show that they have some fight in them. You know, maybe not to the point that they did last year, they actually won more than one game. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs are, you know, even if the Chiefs take them lightly, maybe it stays a little closer in the first half. I think Kansas City ultimately pulls away and probably covers that fourteen-point spread.
0: Well, here's a game that I don't think has a ton of appeal. Uh, the Cardinals are at the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos are three-point favorites in Denver oh boy um of course kyler murray out for the season with a torn acl um russell wilson dylan looks like what's what's the thought on him oh man um, that
1: concussion did not look good
0: yeah i was gonna say that didn't look good i, I can't imagine he plays but that's just me spitballing here still I in the like concussion protocol
1: it. right now on yeah I,
0: I don't i don't feel great about him playing um even if he does look at you know the broncos offense hasn't been great either but I still think their defense probably gets it done here. Uh, to me, again, this is a low, low-scoring game. don't even know what the over-under set at, but I'll, I'll take the Broncos here.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Denver as well. I thought, at t- you know, when Russell was playing against Kansas City, and I don't know if this says more about the Chiefs, some of the concerns we should still have with that Chiefs defense, but they, they had a few drives there that actually looked yeah. like what we expected going into the year uh, from Denver, but uh, yeah. their defense is still dominant, though. Um, I you know I don't know what to expect from Arizona they I just we said this even going into the year we didn't I didn't really think they were a good football team uh, obviously without losing Kyler some of the other injuries they've had they've had some guys on defense step up in in their roles, but they're still a you know bottom quarter of the league defense so I think it's a low scoring affair. I'm, yeah like you said, I'm not sure what the over under is, but I'd probably take the under even if it's super low maybe maybe Denver gets some defensive touchdowns but I think yeah the Broncos still going to stick with them as the winner here.
0: Patriots at the Ravens another one uh, flip a coin here is uh this is a pick'em? um man this is a tough one isn't it uh because I think you look at these two teams and you know Raiders trying to find a little momentum Patriots coming off the the win in Arizona against the Cardinals of course um you know after Kyler's injury but you got to give Patriots credit there they they made the plays their defense has been good um you know it's like the this is the Josh McDaniels revenge game here Dylan I guess you could say and uh if you're if you're asking me josh mcdaniels versus bill belichick that's an easy choice for me um i'll take the patriots in this one so uh may not may not be pretty but i i think they find a way to win i i think
1: it's going to be a tough day for the vegas offense even though i i uh, believe before we started recording we uh, saw that they're going to get waller or at least are activated off yeah. ir waller and Renfro. and yeah. Renfro. so maybe that helps uh this raider offense but which has been fine but not great i I think it's just their defense has been so bad um uh, obviously at times it looked like they're going to hold the rams to three points and then baker mayfield just does his thing and uh, flips that whole narrative they have one of the worst pass defenses in the league still um i I know that you know max crosby's been absolutely fantastic but it's just a unit overall that I don't have any faith in where, on the flip side, New England's defense is just going to, over the course of a game, start to crush you. I don't think they're a great matchup um, for the Raiders in the the passing game. So New England did just have a ton of injuries um, in that Monday night game themselves. So maybe that does have a little little residual effect, also with the Raiders having, you know, going from a Monday night game for New England, whereas the Raiders played on Thursday night they get those extra yeah, three, sure. four days of rest. So maybe that does contribute with injuries a bit, but I still think New England's just a better team, so I'll pick them to win this game.
0: All right, the Titans at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers three-point favorites in L.A. there. Yeah. Um, Didn't love what I saw from the Titans against the Jags, of course. I think they'll bounce back and play better here, but Chargers coming off a nice win against the Dolphins. Um, Give me Justin Herbert and company, despite what my sweatshirt may suggest.
1: This is a sneaky, uh, really good game, I think, this weekend in terms of maybe it's not the prettiest football at all times, but it uh, with two, seven, and six teams, a ton of playoff implications for both. Um, you look at the Chargers schedule after this, they have out of the teams that are kind of in that neck-and-neck race for the last few wildcard spots, an easier go. Um, this is their toughest game left. If they win this one, I think they're in pretty good shape. I'll pick the Chargers here. I, I do think that you know, if Mike Williams and Keen Allen just stay on the field, we just saw how much better their offense looks. Um, I don't think they're going to have Slater quite back this game. It is a tough game in terms of the, the front for Tennessee, I think, for them. I could see at, at times that being a, a possible problem. Also, a very different identity um, then the Miami team that just wasn't able to run against uh, the Chargers defense that we know still struggles uh, defending the run, not, maybe not as bad as last year at times, but still in the bottom quarter of the league and, and run defense DVOA. Maybe Tennessee exploits that. Maybe this is a game where they're able to to get those things going, but it's not like the Jaguars run defense. has been fantastic all year and they couldn't uh, stretch it out there. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll also just sometimes these matchups look at a quarterback that's the one that you'd rather have and it's pretty easy to say that's justin herbert at this point so we'll pick the chargers to win this one which means they'll find a way to lose in a really sad and and dramatic way
0: well um you may be right about that Uh, the giants are at the commanders a game that looked a lot different probably about a month ago um month and a half ago commanders are four and a half point favorites in this one And, yeah, given what we've seen from the Giants, I can't pick them here. I think uh, Washington's got some momentum here, and they're playing a Giants team that seemingly has just hit a wall. Um, So, yeah, I'll take the Commanders.
1: Yeah, they've fallen back to earth, and when, you know – not to Giants fans should be should have been enjoying the start to the season but uh, on Twitter and stuff you see people that were trying to say they're not quite as good as the record and they get kind of mad and it's like well you're starting to see it yeah. uh, especially the defense has really fallen back to earth we we still thought they're a lot of uh, a number of pieces away i still do believe that Dable overall was a great hire for them. I think there's a he's the one of the primary reasons they've been able to win as many games as they did. But you look at our, our half so far at 7-5 and 1. But you look at when Saquon was limited by injuries in this last game on Sunday, and how limited just overall their offense looked without him. That's just how crucial he's become. Darius Slayton has been playing pretty well for them, acted really well, honestly. Uh, But outside of that, you still wonder if they need some more receiving help. We'll see what they do in the draft. Maybe for their own future, it's probably best for them, and arguably for Washington both, uh, to, to not necessarily make the playoffs and maybe look ahead to the future. But I think Washington's defense, as we've talked about, has come along it's not quite to the 2020 defensive was in the top three or four of the league but they're probably top 10 unit um I I don't think either team has a top 10 unit anywhere else on the field so just that alone uh gives Washington an edge here and I think yeah the Giants are just starting to it's just been a tough uh go with some of the injuries they've had too but also uh, I think the commanders have kind of found an identity and they're they found a way to just gut these games out and I feel like they're going to do so again on this one
0: And then it is the Rams and the Packers. Uh, The Packers are seven-point favorites uh, in this one uh, in the new era for the Rams. Baker I I probably would have never expected that, Dylan. When the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, all the celebration, would you have thought that, you know, we're kind of now celebrating the start of the Baker Mayfield era uh, for the Rams. It's just kind of something that you probably didn't expect. Uh, But, hey, he led them to a win last week. Um, Can he lead them to another one here it's going to be cold in Green Bay. Probably going to be snowing. Um I don't yes. love the Rams chances here, so I'll take the Packers.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Packers too. I, you know, I'm, at least Baker makes the the Rams offense uh, it seemed like on Sunday or on uh, that Thursday night game a little more fun. Uh even in, <laughs> even in the first half when they only had 3 points or through the first, you know, tell the last like 3 minutes of the game, at least they were slinging around a little bit. You could still tell that there's a lot of things that you know, you've only been there as everyone's talked about for 40 hours or whatever it was. So we're still learning the The system They're basically making things up on the fly, kind of throwing out some of the stuff they had met about. But um, there's still a team that at this point, from the Rams' point of view, I think it's all about, um, even with Baker, I don't know if he's really going to feature into the long-term plans. I know there's some stuff Michael Lombardi said about concerns about Stafford's neck, everything the Rams have said, they feel like he's going to be completely fine going into next year. But otherwise, their main purpose here is to get the most out of Baker. If someone else signs him, they might get a, a sixth or seventh round comp pick. That's kind of the... The, the approach they're going with yeah. they already have 10 X projected picks next year so if Ram's point of view it's just how who do we find from our current young guys that are out there all these guys getting opportunities guys that some fans wouldn't have never heard of how do, who do we see that's actually going to be a contributor when we ideally do have a lot of these players back when we shore up our offense line where we don't have 10 11 guys you know it was the first uh like the game against the Raiders was the first time all season they'd had the same five offense alignment for consecutive games they set the NFL record for that at game 9 but their first 12 games they had different five combo of offense alignment it's just been Brutal for them, even with all the issues the Packers have. I'm sorry that the Rams just and the defense is, you know, so lenient in the front. They they basically let you take whatever you want underneath. I think Aaron Rodgers and the or not Aaron Rodgers. I think with Jordan Love there, I think he's going to have some easy throws underneath, and it'll just be enough uh, for the Packers and the cold and everything to to find the way to win this one. I think they're just you know even with their record. Uh, sitting down there, uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, I still think like they're just a, a better team and a much better offense, at least at this point.
0: Well, there you go. There are our picks for Week 15 in the NFL. And um, I guess at this point, Devin, our world-class choices, apparently, with you and I. Apparently, have done very well this season <laughs> on our picks. But uh, get ready for that to probably go out the window this week, because there will be some – you know there won't be some upsets in areas we think they're going to be. Some games will go in the opposite direction. That's usually how it works. But there are picks, and of course Dylan got a lot of stuff over at Clutch Points to get everybody ready for Week 15 in the NFL. So everybody know they can find all that.
1: You can follow the games in the Clutch Points app. We have t- uh, tons of stuff in there for you know pre- predictions, previews, um, betting odds, and all looking at the best bets you can make, prop bet stuff. Kind of expanded all that. Uh, lots of good fantasy stuff still coming through there. um Lots of obviously all of the injury updates, uh tons of any anything with Purdy tomorrow or today. By the time you're potentially listening to this, any other guys based on when they're going to be playing, we'll have all that content on ClutchPoints.com in the NFL section and also the NFL section of the Clutch Points app.
0: Yep, be sure to check it all out there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. Thanks as always for listening to the podcast.